I'm literally watching Halloween 4. And, okay. And uh, it, um, I was just thinking to myself how uh, certain franchises, more specifically t- to my knowledge, like Halloween has like little universes built within themselves. Like, for instance, ha- Halloween 4 and 5, right? They mainly deal mm-hmm. with uh, Jamie, right? The cousin. Yes. Um, yes. A- and which actually you can also include the curse of Michael Myers part six, because Jamie's having the baby in the beginning of that movie. So like they just, that absolutely gets abolished and dissolved once you hit resurrection with, uh, right, yeah. yeah. Cause that's just like a random, Oh, this guy's dead. Right. And then on, on top of that, I was like thinking how the masks are all so different. Like after, like it's, for instance, in, in Halloween resurrection, the mask has like mm-hmm. fake eyebrows, like these crazy eyebrows. And in Halloween, Six, uh, the Crystal Michael Myers, his face looks a bit more, it has that like a Mariah Carey-esque look to it, you know? Right. Where in part one, it looks like William Shatner. And then even in the new iteration of Halloween, it looks like the part one mask, but not really. And it's just wild to like see how uh, um, a horror franchise, it happens with uh, with Friday the 13th, where where Jason's mask like changes like a little bit here and there, and it's and it's wild how nobody goes like, oh, you know, how did he changes? Did he find a new mask somewhere? You know, like how did that happen? <laughs> like I, I get what you're saying because you, you know, with uh, there's no sense of like continuity. Yeah, when you have like it's it's, it's reboots the within themselves. You know. Yeah, like that's why I think I think you've brought it up here before, where it's like the idea of reboots are fine. Because horror already has it, like you said, like horror already does it within itself. Like, uh, all like once you get to part four, once you get to part five and six, it's all just different creators taking yeah, their shots yeah. at these. You know, except so that's why you have except yeah, maybe which one? Um, your favorite, I think, Scream, where oh right, the yeah. continuity kind of stays, and I, and again, that's pretty admirable if you think about it. Where like yes. it's. It's still based all of the movies. What four of them now, right? Four going into five, right? Yes, they're all based in this same legit universe where everyone has knowledge of the previous movies' events, you know, and yeah. uh, and and that's very good continuity actually that I'm thinking about it now. And like like other movies, like Nightmare on Elm Street, I think also has a, a little bit of that because even yeah, I um, mean, New Nightmare they they bring Nancy back, you know. Yeah, was it Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, what was it? Saw. Saw has Saw, that too, where yes. it's all one one straight continuity, one straight story. Yes. Um, is that it? Like maybe outside of like I don't know, Leprechaun. I guess like I. That's but even then, like <laughs> Leprechaun. <laughs> anytime you go in space, you know the continuity kind of gets jacked up a little bit. 
Right. Like, you're right. It's it's weird how, you know, and then you have some horror fans getting so mad about, oh, why are they remaking this? Why why is this happening? Well, it's like, have you watched any of the other movies? Oh, they always change. Dude, like, yeah. now that you brought that up, just a quick change over here. Um, you make a great point. Um, I was just going through a feed and I saw people just being angry that The Witches is having a remake done, right? And, right. And they're like, oh, they're, they're always ruining the old stuff. And, you know, Hollywood <laughs> has no more ideas and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, maybe their ideas are a little bit, you know, you know, running dry, but maybe the remake has a better iteration on the story you know like everyone yeah we've said it before and that everyone likes to hold on to this like past memory of a movie which is fine hold on to it but let other people kind of you know tell their side of the story as well yeah because it's not like it's remaking a movie it's adapting a book that you know it's just another adaptation of the same book yes exactly you know yeah, like I don't, I don't see what to, what's to be angry about it, and you know you don't have to go to theaters to see it. They're gonna drop it on HBO Max, so you know, like, cool for us that we get this, but it's also like, ah, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not super angry. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, so just you know, just you don't have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Watch the old one. I, is it streaming anywhere? Like, if you can't find it. Tough luck, I guess. You know, like <laughs> you're so into the old one. Oh my yeah, goodness. yeah. People have to chill out with that. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's they never really just. I don't know. It's just. Is it a closed mindedness or something? Is it the fact that they just don't want to accept anything else? I don't get it. I don't get it. No, it's just you know when you have a movie that you love so much, and then someone comes in and says, "I can do it again," or "I can do it better or different," then you know, like I can understand taking it personally if you like it. Maybe not the witches. I don't see the witches that way. But it's like it, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have anything that I see that way. Like I, where I'm like, oh, why are they doing I this agree. again? It's you know? art, and you know, let's if if someone has a better interpretation of Halloween, for example, you know, fuck it, let me see it. You know, yeah, this yeah. is why we accepted Rob Zombies, you know, because we were like, oh, yeah. so let's see what he can do, because he did such a good job with corpses and blah, blah, blah. And uh, rejects. And let's see what uh, he can do with Halloween. And everyone now talks shit about it. You know, right, I, for one, right. I, I kind of like those. But people are um, people are strange when you're a stranger. And uh, oh, boy, yeah, I know the doors, man. <laughs> Anyways, welcome, folks. <laughs> Episode 49 of the official Corpse Feed podcast, The Morgue. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez of comicbook.com. Howdy, Tex. Howdy, everybody. How you doing, Arturo? I'm good, man. And uh, as Tex said, I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We have a good show for you guys tonight. We're very excited to talk about everything we have done um, on, our, uh, on our docket for this evening, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it. it's funny that we started talking about like things that people leave alone, you know, because one of the one of the big like one of the big news pieces this time around is the fact that like they're not leaving Dexter alone. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard or sure the feeds are like I hope, but I definitely. So Dexter, yeah, yeah. Tell him, tell him, so, Tex, tell him. So 
So, well, first, let's preface this. What did you think of, of Dexter as a whole? I, you know, love I don't know if we've talked about it. Okay. Yeah, okay. we have not uh, talked about it at length. I love Dexter. I was one of the first uh, on it as a huge, huge fan since like day one. Right. Um, I'm a fan of Michael C. Hall from his um, days in Six Feet Under. I was a fan of that show. So I was excited mm-hmm. to see what he can do. I was like, oh, shit, this guy's actually a really good actor. So I was like, let me see what happens with the show. And I felt I fucking fell in love with it. Um, I know the towards the end, it got a little bit fucking off track. But for <laughs> what it's worth, like, you know. I'll take it. The ending, though, I do. I did not really fully get satisfaction from the ending of the show. So I think this right. is what they're doing now with this. It could be, you know, as my wife said, oh, maybe he wakes up from a dream or something, you know, <laughs> and he's like old and incarcerated somewhere, you know, or, or something Dude. like that. So, um, but imagine, uh, yeah, imagine that kind of swerve. The possibility, that would be legit. Right? But uh, yeah, it's a 10 yeah. episode run from what I understand. And they are starting yes. production in early 2021 for a release in around October 2021 from what I uh, gathered. Right. Yes. Um, they yeah. they are treating it as like a, an epilogue, basically. So it's like, you know how how Breaking Bad came back with that movie, that little El Camino movie or whatever, just like as a little tag. Oh, yeah. To the series. Yeah. I remember. So. Yeah, uh, the showrunner who's coming back for it, he mentioned that yeah, they're treating it as like a like a an extended finale. So there you go. So you know, uh, it, it might alleviate some of those issues that you said you had with the ending. Yeah, uh, they're, they're turning it. You know? Personally, on my end, I I stopped after after a pretty key point. I don't want to get too far into spoilers because it's like I know it's an old show, but also like it's not that important. Which one? <laughs> wanna, Which was your bad uh, guy, your last bad guy you saw? Uh Colin Hanks. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. That's when the show started getting uh like a little bit like after that, that's when it started getting a little bit weird. Um not, yeah. not weird per se, but it wasn't as good as before. It's not weird. That was the wrong words. It, it just wasn't as good. You're right, because with the finale, they pulled the trigger on something uh, of that season. With the finale of that one, they finally did the big thing that they've been like teasing that whole time. Yeah. And, and like once they did it, it stopped. Like I, I was watching halfway through the next season and I was like, I'm good. <laughs> and then a couple of years later, I found out how it ended. So, you know, I mean, kudos, I guess, if they want to do another one, I'm fine. What are, like you're going to be in it. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll be watching. We'll be watching for coverage. Of course, I will like, definitely be out. reporting on that 100 percent because I'm excited <laughs> about it. Because um, if you think about it, it has to be a decent story. For Michael C. Hall to come back as well and be 100% on board. Which, by the way, my wife goes like, what the hell has he been doing lately anyway? So I'm glad. That's that's exactly what I was just going to say. I was like, well, it's not like it – because before we could say that like, oh, it must be a good story if he's coming back. But like he's just been living off of residuals. So like, you know – it. Is it really a, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, faith. right? <laughs> Only time will tell. I hope it doesn't get pushed back for any reason. Um, right. I, but I'm excited about it. And of course, you guys will find out if uh, if it's good or not. You know, I'm pretty honest with shit like that. So I fucking hope it makes up for that shitty ending. But uh, in other news, we have um, uh, Monster Hunter, right? The trailer for that yes. movie popped off this uh 
a couple days ago. Yeah, so that one's officially coming out this December, I guess, for the the two theaters. Like, not to beat an old horse about that, but <laughs> for for like the the two theaters for that, that one are theater be in Jersey that's open, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so it's coming out in December. Um, so that's that's Paul S. Uh, it's Paul W. S. Anderson and Mila Jovovich's next project, you know, because they they did the Resident Evil series. And now they're jumping to another video game franchise with Monster Hunter, and you know it. It, it looks cool. I mean, it looks du- like it looks fun and dumb. Like, but so apparently that was a big thing. People like these people are mad that it's like, oh, it's not like the games, or so wait, they're mad. Okay, so like- <laughs> I was not aware is from a video game. I don't play. Yeah, many, I don't play many video games lately because um fucking I know yeah, cuz you have kids the and kids stuff take like over it. the fucking TV bro <laughs> but um but yeah but okay so it is based it, was the video game good first like have you heard of anything about the video game being good at all yeah so that's the thing like it's one of the most popular fucking games okay, like cool. ever all right. like it, it's like it's not that big over here but in like Japan it's like making like billions like a capital b like fucking kind of shit yeah like so it's a big deal and the fact that like and anderson even said in a recent interview like he was like people like when when it started selling big in the west uh people were like looking for the licensing and they were disappointed to find out that he already had it so i was like dude yeah like it was fucking like it's fucking funny because you know he and he and jovovich fucking spotted that shit forever ago you know when they i'm sure when he was looking for his next big franchise and he's like okay here we go so like yeah i mean uh what do you yeah so what do you think of like I the, mean, the resident evil movies so like like honestly first off good for them like i right, right. for one think the movie looks fucking kind of cool like i i had no idea it was a video game so coming from that perspective the movie looked dope like, um, right. so I have no expectations as to what it should be, only from what I saw. And it looks like a fun movie. Speaking to Resident Evil, um, it's one of those franchises that I don't like. I don't love it, but I'll watch it. Um, like, I honestly saw a lot of the movies in theaters. And yeah, yeah same yeah, here. Yeah. It, it, they're a fun watch. It's a good little horror fun show. You know, it's a, they throw you action. Amila Jovovich is always fucking good in those action movies, you know, ever since Fifth Element, mm-hmm. you know, so um, it's it's fun to watch. Like, I know the story got a little bit fucking ways off, and I know there's a lot of people who are complaining because that story didn't follow what, you know, playing on the consoles. But it's like, it's like we spoke the other day, and we were like, hey, th- there's really no narrative you know, that it actually follows. Like with the video games from what I've seen and I've played a, a couple of them, they just kind of throw you at like in a location. But, you know, mm-hmm. in a movie, you got to fucking give it a story. You know, you got to give it a background. You got to, you know, give it a timeline. You got to develop people properly because the goal of a movie is to kind of extend it, especially like in that kind of occasion. Yeah, I, I agree. Like the the reason, uh, the reason we've had so, like we've had like six Resident Evil movies Movies, it's because people oh, like you and me, yeah. yeah, like people like you and I kept going to see them in theaters. Everybody you know? kept <laughs> going to see them in theaters. This is why they had so many, you know. Like you know, like that's the thing. You got to give credit where it's due. Agreed. You know, whether or not you you like the movies, they made six of them with good reason. Like you know, and like they even got to finish out a whole saga 
And, you know, and more credit where it's due, Mila Jovovich had the starring role. Like she was the she was the anchor of the entire franchise. Yep. Like when how yep, how often do we get that? Like I, I think the most comparable one is maybe like Underworld. But even then that one yep. had a had like two or three films that weren't explicitly about um about uh Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, exactly, because they had that Lycan one. Um, that was right after part two, yeah, I think, or some shit like and that. The origin one, yeah, yeah they had the, the like the, the 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 prequel or whatever the stupid shit was. But you know, it's and so Monster Hunter. If if this one, it, it probably won't be successful. It's coming out in December to, to the one theater in Jersey. But know? probably VOD <laughs> though too, right? You know, like oh uh, yeah, hopefully like, VOD. Yeah, I'll pay for yeah, it. I'll like, watch I'll, it. Yeah, because, you know, the monsters look cool. You know, we like we rarely get to see giant monsters that isn't like, oh, Pacific Rim or Godzilla or like, you know, something stupid like that. But, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for more Mila Jovovich action. Dude, I'm we're ready for her. to. Yeah, like, like also it's a very understated, as you said a little while ago. Um, it's very understated how like she has this franchise, you know, uh, a female led action franchise in the mainstream that actually made money enough to fucking produce six of them. So kudos to her, man. I, I, I knew there was talent there when I saw her as Lilo Dallas Multipass, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, like yeah. legit, legit. Like when you look at the trailer, it, her name gets fucking like the only billing. It's like Mila Jovich, Monster Hunter. She's so it's like, it. oh, okay. okay. Good for her. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, legit. Like she, I. that's the thing too. Like she doesn't get enough respect either as like an, as an action heroine. Agreed. Like legit. Like, Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Like it because like that's what honestly kind of, it kind of grinds my gears a little bit that people are complaining, but it's like, hey, you probably paid to see it in theaters. All right. Like you know what I mean? Like even <laughs> yeah. even if you paid for one of them, that that allowed for another to be made. Stop complaining and just go play the video game. Like, like if you honestly prefer that story or you know that kind of thing, go fucking play it and just stop fucking it, complaining about it. Dude, in fact, they're making another one anyway. Anyway, like so, uh, so Netflix is making a new Resident Evil. So okay, so a, a show, the, the, right? The, yeah, the announcement was a little confusing. So Netflix is making a show, but they're also like, I don't. Netflix is not making the reboot, but they're also doing a reboot. Like, it's very confusing. So the, it's getting a reboot in a TV series that are like more in line with the original stuff. So like, you know, cool, go enjoy that, I guess, you know, and, and, and we'll be watching it whenever it comes out for like, of course, but right. at the same time, it's like, you know, I had, I saw six movies. I'm kind of good. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm it, ready to move on. Yeah, it's funny. Like, like all of those movies too are kind of different and they're all yeah. right, which is, you know, a, a credit to them. Cause, Shit, you came up with six kind of things to do f with that story, <laughs> you know? No shit. Because no like, shit. Uh, they're all yeah. dramatically different. I yeah. think, um, like, I think part three, for example, that's the one that's all pretty much in the desert in Vegas, right? Yes. Um, yes. And then part two is all like in that corporate kind of thing because they're running away and kind of shooting out and shit. And then, yes. What is it? Then there's, um, the, the last two are like a spaceship or some shit. It's like, you know, yeah. like, like everything gets different. Everything gets different. So yeah, um, it, yeah. it's wild to see um, that same universe kind of continue. And they're just kind of beefing it up with some more shit. It's, it's, um, it's crazy, but good for them that they had six, 
a good six run. And you know what? Yeah. Though? But Anderson, he uh, he directed um, uh, fucking Event Horizon, which is wild, yes. right? Um, yes. So fuck it, give me some more shit. I'm down for it. Like when the when the show comes out on Netflix, or whatever. I'm I'm watching it. It's more content. Like you know, I'm not complaining about it. I'll fucking yeah, trash it if it's if it's trash. If it's garbage, <laughs> it's garbage. You know. Fuck I mean, it. Uh, luckily, luckily, the stuff that has been coming out on streaming services hasn't been trash. Like we've no. been we've been very lucky these last. Like I I mean, knocking on wood, counting my blessings here. Yes, we've been very entertained every weekend, pretty much yeah. watching new episodes of shows. Um, sadly, this is the first weekend I think that we don't have uh, you know <laughs> some good shit to watch. One, for instance, is brought to us by uh, Mr. Bezos himself, right? Um, from Amazon <laughs> Prime, right? Yeah, from fucking Mr. <laughs> Bezos. Yeah, the boys. Yeah, um, the boys. The boys. Yes. If you have not seen it, is legit a punch in the face, dude. Like in terms of like just watching something and you're not expecting what's gonna like truly go down in the course of the show it's legit a punch right. in the face and a punch in the gut in the very in the very best way um so season two just finished yeah right? yes and, so yeah. uh before we get before we dive into it Arturo, before we dive into the new season uh what did you think of season one i i enjoyed season one because um it was this introduction to this world of like superheroes in a more you can say quote unquote grounded kind of space, you know, but mm-hmm. like, you know, they're fucking dicks. You know, they're dicks. <laughs> um they, you know, are are using their powers to fucking steal, um, to do bad things, you know, to not mm-hmm. save people. You have uh this homelander character that, that we're first introduced to, which is like the Superman of um yes. of, of the whole universe. And it's uh, it's it's quite the fucking show. It's it's quite the fucking show. And this guy Homelander is pretty much at the center of it, especially in season two. Yes. Um, but in season one, like you have this little kind of this renegade group of uh, a fucking undercover dudes, you can say, right? Um, just mm-hmm. trying to wipe out all these heroes doing shit uh, because they have the dirt on them. And um, it's it's fucking it was, dude, it was dope. It was dope. What did you think about season one? Like what like what would you, what would you summarize the season as? So uh, so the first one, it's you know, it, it hits hard with all like the satire, you know, corporate like the corporate stuff, the uh, you know the merchandising of like you yeah, because Avengers, Justice League, like in our in our world, like those are all like fucking huge, and so the boys is like, what if those people were real? And you know, so you get like the you get the merchandising still, you get the hero worship, you get the god worship, but at the same time, it's like, oh, all these people are actually trash. So it's like you know, it could be like. And like, oh, what if all these actors are secretly trash? We would never know, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's true. But no, yeah, it's so, true. Yeah. So, so the first, like, the first season, it's more about. So it stars, it stars Carl uh, Urban as like this main dude who, you know, he he's got his own beefs, but he ends up wrangling in this this kid named or not a kid, I keep saying kid, but this, this guy named Huey. This, this man. <laughs> this yeah, guy named this, Huey. This, yeah. guy, this guy named Huey who loses his girlfriend to one of the supers, you know, who like straight up runs through his girlfriend. And that's how the show starts. That is so how it's the show like, starts. You, you got it. Yeah. 
you got to be used to super violence. You got to be used to like, you just got to be open to it. Cause like you said, it punches you in the face and like you, you have to know all that going in too. You know, you have to know that there's going to be ultra violence. You have to know that there's going to, you know, they're going to say some wild stuff. There's going to be some wild situation. Yeah. Yeah. But at the, at the same time, like it's all done with a purpose. Like it, and that extends to season two. So like, um, in many ways, I like season two more than season one. Oh, 100%. Uh, not, not, yeah, I would say nothing's as good as that plane scene in season one. Oh, yeah. So in season one, uh, like just to just to break that down real quick. Um, so Homelander and Queen Maeve are on a plane. And so like the plane's going down. Homelander like accidentally kills the pilot, wrecks the plane. But then rather than try and save everybody, he just he ends up using it as a PR stunt. As he uses a crash as a PR stunt. And it's great because it's like in the first season, you're like, oh, maybe he, you know, it's that he either couldn't do it or that more likely he chose not to because it would be like making some sort of effort. Yeah. So and you like, see that. Yeah. They wanted to militarize um, the superheroes pretty much like the company Vought wanted this, this like military contract. Right. And yes. when if the plane went down, it would show how they would need superheroes or more heroes in order to kind of be everywhere at once, you know? And, and, right. And it was either it was either option A or option B, but option A went out the window when the fucking, as you said, the pilot went down, right? Yes. This was like, fuck it. Let's use this as a stunt. That way we can get this contract to get this money, uh, get this compound V going, you know, get more heroes going. And uh, it was, um, that's a great example how you can see how not every superhero is is the way they are it's like you know you can't judge a book by its cover kind of bullshit you know right and, and uh, that's where it, that's where yeah. season two comes in exactly yeah, so like in part season two, two is more it's more mm-hmm. of that it's more of that good stuff yes because yes. that is that's exactly what we needed to you have to see like it's like yes having what we call the boys which is carl urban's peoples you know um for just frenchy which is mother's milk and huey Right and uh, and the little yes. chick I don't forgot what her name is. I think they I think that, like she's she legit just the female. Yeah, the f- no, I legit think she's like she's just the female. Cause I think that's where uh, the original comic books call her. And like and if you try and read the original comic after watching the show, like it's it's not a good experience, dude. Like the show just handles it much better. Good, yeah, because the the like the Homelander in the comic, yeah, he's all like. Like he's a sociopath and stuff like that, but uh, he doesn't get the nuance that he does in the show, you know, because because in the show, the Homelander there, he, you know, he can pop off at any time and that's what makes him intense, you know, but at the same time, he doesn't. Because he got like he legit cares about like oh he wants to be like worshipped as a god yes. and he wants to be seen as like this perfect dude so or he wants people to like him and that's what like season two is about you know season two is like like you said it moves away while the boys are great while while they got the focus of season one they kind of get pushed to the side so we can see more of the super side of things, which Which is is the right move. The the right move indeed. And I'm glad they decided to go that route because it's just more fun, you know, like the shit that you can get away with because of superpowers alone is absolutely like, how can you not 
want to try and focus on those people and see what else they do and see what kind of like how they got there or like all their fucking stupid side shit you know it's um it was a good move and they definitely took advantage of of all that superhero stuff and one of the my favorite parts of the show is is just like all the gore in the show is absolutely fucking fantastic right um and there's a lot of awesome practical effects which which make it so much more just violent and just cooler to fucking witness um they dude uh, no yeah. shit it is yeah. practical right it yeah. is practical yeah like a lot yeah, of this practical no there is some cg stuff involved obviously because of powers and shit but like you know when you get the close-ups the shit's practical like for instance in season two there's a a scene where the uh the female right where she goes um into um this bar, right? Because obviously, you know, she's getting paid for this shit that we find out later on. But like, she goes to this bar and she completely like rips this guy's skin off his face, pretty much, right? And and that was fucking great. Yeah, the way it's set up, it looks like she's just gonna snap his neck or something. Like the way she grabs him, right? Yeah. Like I thought she was gonna snap his neck, and but no, it's like legit. No, she would have ripped his face off. Yeah, like. it's, it's absolutely <laughs> fucking. Uh, it's perfectly splendid, right? Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, it's it's absolutely great how they spend that budget very wisely um yeah the show yeah. looks great everything even when the cg uh, gets involved um into the show everything looks great even when the superpowers are being used you would think like it would look very you know cw kind of shit but no it looks you know it looks great like amazon ha- put a good budget behind that show man you know what speaking of that like there's not like a lot of superhero action if that makes any sense, you know, like they, you're right. Like when you, when you, you're mentioning like how it's using it wisely and there, there's not like a lot of like, you know, so it's no like Avengers. It's no like, like Superman punching Zod through buildings. No, like it, it's, it's more of a lot of the heroes showcasing their power. So, so you get like a lot more building destruction. You get like a lot more of that, like, collateral damage which you know which you can show people just kind of exploding and doing whatever people do when they die in those situations um and it's not the one-on-one like hero stuff we get some one-on-one hero stuff in season two for sure with homelander and stormfront hookup but uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you're right like it's more like it's more down and dirty. It's very grounded. You know, like even the big superhero fight we do get, it's just like a bunch of punches on the ground. Yeah. You know, it's not great. like it's not like this this big like booming fucking because the show doesn't need it. And it, like it's it's kind of the point of the whole show, too. Like, it, you know, Homelander, he's the Superman guy. Yes. But like his whole thing is that he doesn't need to do a lot to Dude, like, you know. Yes, absolutely. And for him, it's always like a quick in and out, you know, like uh, like in season two when he gets in trouble, when he just jumps in right like in this uh, terror situation, he fucking <laughs> just beams a guy with his laser beams, right? But accidentally kills somebody and then he just flies back out. He's like, okay, no problem, done, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. like that's, that's kind of realistic, you know? Like why make a whole scene if you can just jump right in and shoot your beams at somebody and be done with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's what I, like, that's what they, that's really smart stuff. Like even, like I said, like just being smart about stuff. And for instance, when Black Noir fights Starlight, right? Like that's a superhero mm-hmm. fight, like one-on-one. And it's it's very smartly done where it's not this spectacle, you know? Yes, it's, it's, yes. It's a one-on-one fight. 
Um, and it's not, you know, big booms and big cracks and stuff like that. And um, you really kind of, you appreciate it because it's, it keeps the shows, you know, even though you see in this crazy shit going on, it keeps the show kind of down to earth. That's what the show actually is really kind of good at. It's showing that superhero shit very kind of just making kind of practical, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, it's, it's about bringing, like, it's about tearing down the idea of, like, superhero worship and all that shit. And it's very successful at it. Season two, season two is uh, better at it than season one. But season one did ha- like it is good for its own reasons. You know that's why we're watching season that's, that's, two for sure, absolutely. And that's why we're going to so, watch season three. Yeah, exactly. Like that's why it got confirmed for season three before season two even came out. Like that's how that's how invested Amazon is in this, and that's great. Like that's good to hear because you know we need we need that good content that continues to be good. You know, we need like it, we've had like so many shows that like we get a second season of and we're like, man, uh. it's like, why did we <laughs> you know, get that, this? It's like, for example, yeah. w- with Lovecraft, like I kind of stopped watching and I'll probably catch up at some point. But I am. I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'm not really, you know, um, I'm not going to be interested in another. Yeah. It sucks because, like, there's a really good one right after where you stop. Yeah. But you have to get through the rough one in order to get to the good one. That's what's stopping me right now. Like, yeah, that rough one's going to be rough, dude. Yeah, like, I mean, just not to beat on Lovecraft Country again, but it's like, man, like, I I wish it were better or I wish it were. I, I don't know. I don't get where people are getting the excitement from. I mean, kudos to them. If you if you like Lovecraft Country, and if it's your show, kudos, man. I'm glad you have a show. Yeah, dude, for but, sure. Uh, like, you know, really enjoy kidding. it. You know, more power to you. Good job. You know, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. But we has won't to. Be one. I'm good. Yeah. You know, but like, uh, so before we finish wrapping, or before we finish talking about the boys, wrap it up. Uh, so season two, there is a big hubbub about the fact that it came out weekly. So I, I, I want to, yeah, I want to touch on that. Get your opinion on that, Arturo. I, so like, you know what, like I, I kind of dug it. You know, it's um, it's very old school. Um, it's very like, oh shit, I wonder what's going to happen next week. It was like, for, for example, when I was watching Dexter back in the day, I wonder what was going to happen next week. It was, it was exciting. It was like watching, you know, you know, it was like watching TV back, you know, like back in the day. Um, right. Like I know they like to dump the whole series on there, which is also appreciated sometimes. But sometimes with shows like. Like the boys, I think it's best to not intake it all in like that because yeah. it's it is like I said, it's just a lot, you know. Especially, um, it's just you know, yeah, yeah, you can binge watch it, but like I think having uh, the way they wrote it, it, it gave a lot of that crazy stuff all that room to breathe. Like I think binging that stuff would be kind of heavy, you know. Um, yeah, but it's uh, I definitely enjoyed that weekly thing. Um, I really appreciated it more, I think, because it's like I, I craved it more. You know, I craved it more. Like, it's not like, oh, I can just go right to it and just watch the next one. You know, it was like with the Great British Baking Championship, you know, they fucking put that <laughs> shit weekly now. So every week I'm like, oh, I got to see what's next. It was Chocolate Week this past uh, Friday. Yeah. Right. right? <laughs> so, you know, I just finished watching that before I before I hopped on the cast. <laughs> So, um, you know, I can't wait till next week, man. It sucks that, uh, you know, Sura had to go because she was really good earlier. But, you know, that chocolate week fucked her up, man. I mean, just yeah, capping that off, I completely agree. Like, I'm glad they dropped the first three all at one time. 
because that was cool. It was like it was like a little three hour movie because that that first three episodes of the season were basically like this whole little adventure. Yes. Like, you know, it was it was the setup to get us to season two. Yeah. You know, that's what it, it felt like. That's what it was. But you're right. Like we had a bunch of character episodes. We had some downtime. But if it were all, if you had to watch that all straight through at one time, like, it would burn you out. It would it, legit, like, it would be, it, yeah, it would be a lot. It, it would definitely be a lot. Um, but that's, um, that's, I guess, it's because of the content, right? Um, yeah. The content and and the fact that it is a lot of characters to be kind of just very because, like, Nacha mentioned it. The character development stuff in that show is absolutely great because it just adds all this depth to just these characters you know to like to mother's milk and to frenchie you find out what happened frenchie and then even with lamplighter like who just shows up for a bit like you find out what his thing is all about and then you got the thing with deep going on with eight train and then homelander and stormfront and starlight and like dude and and then you had early like in the season the brother of the you know of the female uh you know superhero chick in the group It's, it's just a lot of characters but like you kind of were invested in all the stories that were happening in the show. And that's just, you know, kudos to the writing because that's awesome. Because even like the filler episodes, you were like, holy shit, I like that added more to what the character is all about. And like when um, we find out like more about Homelander and that he had that shape-shifting guy in the cabin, right? Yeah. Um, (laughs) So like it, it, it just adds depth to the characters and just... Um, kudos also to the casting as well. Um, yes. everyone is fucking pretty dope at their job, especially the ca- uh, the actor who plays Homelander. I'm not sure, I forget what his name is. I'm not sure what it is, but um, he does a great job of just emoting and having these facial expressions and, the, and these ticks that just kind yeah. of make it very just fucking mwah, kind of chef's kiss. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is all like subtle facial expressions with him, isn't it? Yeah, like he because he, he always carries himself the same way, but you see the little cracks. In the facade yeah like it's it's great you know eventually we are gonna get him blowing up and i can't wait till that point like when we get that episode it's gonna be a big deal yeah whenever he finally decides to pop off but you know i you're right like because when thinking about it it's not written like a binge show like it's written like a show you're supposed to watch every week yeah you're supposed like because you can tell like compared to what we will talk about here in a moment like there are shows that are written to be like one cohesive condensed unit. Yes. But like in this one, it's like, no, like we're telling a a long universe wide story here. We're building the pieces. So yeah, you're right. I completely agree in all those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, But yeah, so go watch the boys. Amazon prime, go do it. Um, uh, (laughs) But uh, just real quick, you know how I like in fucking, I was talking about Halloween four and five earlier. Right. So you know, what's stupid. Like, like when when did they it just boggles my mind how they just included this like black magic shit all of a sudden into the fucking into that universe you know how, how that Samhain I, symbol and shit like it's like right. what the fuck is going on uh, it, it, yeah that's that's the problem with long-term storytelling man you know you 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 eventually that's the problem with reboots i guess right like i guess that's when you could get angry when when a reboot's happening like four times you know and you're like oh and there's another different it's idea it's like they just can't like, get it right you know <laughs> yeah. it took them a while yeah. it took them fucking a fucking ton of years to get it right but they finally did luckily unfortunately yeah. covid pushed that shit back 
I was I looking know. for that Dude, one. We would have we would have had it by now. We would have uh, seen it. Dude. We we in this episode, you know, to bring it all up, like we would have been talking about, about Halloween, Halloween kills. kills, right? Oh, oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. We're in fucking October right now, man. Yeah, when Shit. it came out like this this past Friday or oh, whatever, but we would have we would have been so bad. We would have been talking about it right now. I, we would have been breaking you know, it down. Like I'm hoping they don't delay it anymore, man, because they have it. That one's done. Just give it to me. You know, just give, you know? It, just fucking give it to me. All right, I want to see it. Yeah, but like I'm glad the stuff we do have like hasn't been disappointing. Like you know, we you talk about the boys and uh, the next big one uh, was. A big Netflix release that, like, uh, probably highly anticipated. It on my list, it was like it was up there, but it wasn't like I don't know. How, like, let's let's dig into this one, Arturo. Let's dig into it. The Haunting of Bly Manor, um, yes. uh, by Mike Flanagan, uh, and uh, it's part of the anthology of uh, Haunting of Hill House, um, yes. which happened. I think was that released last year, the year before, something like that. I, I it was when. probably like two. Yeah, it was probably like two years yeah, ago. Let's just what. say two years to be but, safe. Uh, yeah. yeah, like it was, it was highly anticipated. Me for one, like uh, I liked Hill House, but it wasn't like that memorable thing for me to be honest with you. So you know, I was like, oh, I hope this one is scarier, or you know, it's just I hope this one is better. Um, and honestly, um, I definitely enjoyed Bly Manor um, over um, Hill House, and but like people don't feel. People don't seem to feel the same way, though. I've been seeing a lot of, um, you know, yeah, uh, banter I, about uh, the thing being on the negative side of the reviews. Right. Like, it, it's tough to compare the two because they, they're two completely different stories. Yes. Like, uh, so so adapting you know, Mike Flanagan, we've talked about this before, how this dude just keeps adapting stories. Fucking and, Flanagan. You know, like, He's back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, part of me is like, uh, like you said, like I, I want to see him tackle something original. But if he can make something original out of like something else, then that's the like that's good too. We were just talking about that. But um, so they're two completely different stories based on two completely different fucking novels. Like Hill House is like uh, I forget who the author is, but so Blind Manor is like you said the the turn of the screw, which yeah. is like uh one of the most like classic. Like horror-ish gothic stories, yeah, ever. like gothic horror yeah. stories. Yeah, um, and, and uh, I think uh, you know earlier in the year the uh, the turning came out, which also kind of adapted the same thing. Um, right. It wasn't as good as this one, uh, but this one in particular, um, as you mentioned before, that certain series and TV shows aren't meant for like that binge or that you know that that uh, whole episodic thing. This one in particular is legit like a TV miniseries, you know, yes. because um, yes. every episode just completely started immediately after the other one kind of finished, and it was like you know when you watched it on TV and it was like a bunch of fucking different you know episodes and nights they aired it, you know, it was the same kind of. A kind of feeling which was cool um because you understood that the whole thing was just this one entire story that was being told um 
over time, which actually it was because it was a story being told at like a wedding rehearsal reception or something. You know, so I saw the funniest fucking thing. Like, uh, so on Twitter, I forget whose name it was. I forget. Sorry about that. But it was a funny joke. It's like, could you imagine inviting somebody to your wedding and then them telling a story for nine hours? (laughs) 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 Like just someone you don't know. And then they're like, oh, let me tell you this long ass ghost story. But like, Compared to Hill House, like you said, like it's it's a completely different narrative. It's packaged differently. It's it's a story. In Hill House, it's like this family dealing with this past trauma of this creepy ass house. Yeah, you know, the creepy then, ass like, house, and, and then the death of their sister. Um, yeah, and all that stuff. Um, Bly Manor is actually more of a you know a dramatic love story with uh, spooky elements involved. Like it uses those spooky elements to kind of uh, get things moving along from, you know, from, uh, you know, story to story. And um, it does a good job of that. So like, let's put it, let's put it straight out there. It's, this is not, it's not a horror thing. You know? Yeah. Like um, don't, yeah. don't watch it if you're looking for something scary. Yeah. Because like so maybe, a lot of people, maybe that's yeah. where, yeah. Is that where the disappointment's coming in? Yes. Yeah. I, I think it is. Like I, I understand the gripe because I, you know, I'm a horror guy, but like, after seeing the entire thing, it's like you get it. It's like holy shit, this is a well-written fucking, um, like uh, you know, this dramatic gothic love story, um, right? With, you know, with uh, this these dark elements strewn about, um, and the dark elements do a good job of kind of you know just moving the scene from scene to scene to scene, and it's a good it's a good like chain link, you know, to every kind of sequence to kind of just push it along, and that's what people have to kind of. Um, understand it's not this fucking scary you know story paranormal activity kind of shit you know um it's mm-hmm. uh like the ghosts in the in this one aren't as you know dramatic as the ghost and paranormal activity or any other fucking movies it's or uh, yeah or even even as dramatic as the one is hill house because yes, hill house exactly. was like all about like these different kinds of ghosts you know yes. and you know yeah, and this one, it's like, no, the ghosts here are more tied to the narrative rather than just, like, these random fucking apparitions, you know, like, uh, like uh, for example, I think the most connected one in Hill House was the the Bent Neck Lady, I think that's what the, I think that's what they called her, Bent Neck or something Neck Lady, some shit like that, Yeah, right? the Bent Neck Lady, but that one, that turned out to be the sister, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what the only one that was like really connected with the fucking story, you know, because it's yeah. like, oh, cool. It, like, that's where like that ended up being a cool reveal. And then, you know, it it ended up like leading into the finale. But in this one, all the all the little ghosts are connected to like this very specific thing. Yeah, you know, like yes. it's it's connected to the the lady of the lake, which like we these are the lady yeah. of the lake's victims. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which we find out. We don't want to give too much. Honestly, I honestly don't want to right. give too much away because it was something that I think you know you should actually watch. It's it's good. It's a good fucking story. Um, so it's tied to the lady of the lake, which we find out was you know one of you know the owners or the uh, the residents of Bly Manor a long time ago. Um, and mm. then from there, pretty much like everything revolves around that lady of the lake and the ghosts that are still tied to that house are tied to the lady of the lake. But then um, you have a lot of cool elements like with Flora's little, you know, dollhouse that has all these, yes. uh, all these like little 
you can call them little kind of voodoo dolls um, that are made up and just placed in, in every room to kind of showcase the location of everything in the house and all the ghosts in the house and shit. Um, right. And, and, that's, and, and that's, you know, that's good stuff. And as well, like as you go on, this is another show that I was, as I was saying before, um, those quote unquote filler episodes actually immensely add to the characters that are in in the actual show and and you become even more invested in them because you're like oh you found out their past you want to know more about them you want to see how their story ends because you know people are fucking dying around here maybe as you go through the show you kind of at first you're like okay you know this is starting a little slow it's a it is a slow burn um it starts a little slow um but then it kind of every episode gives you a little morsel just to kind of hold on there you know, and it keeps you there. It keeps you there. And then, you know, like it gets in the middle of the show around episodes five and six, I would say, is when everything starts kind of revving up a little bit more. And um, right. But by then, we were pretty invested already. And we were like, yo, this is actually be getting fucking good. And the pacing itself actually helps, too, because um, every episode is about 59 minutes long. But because of how the story was paced and written, um, you don't really feel that length after the first couple episodes in the first episode you're right. like okay this is a little long where are you going with you this do, yeah you, you do know. you do feel it in that yeah. first one yeah you really and, do. yeah in the first, then, in the yeah. first a, a, a couple you do but once like me personally i got like truly into the show around episode four um but before then i did feel the length of the show to be honest with you but after that i, I just kind of wanted to know more and more of the story i wanted to kind of dive deeper um into like what happened to these characters and what is going on but it is that kind of show where you have to just kind of hunker down and be a little patient with it you know yeah like i i just to go back to what you were saying i was watching uh i was watching episode two and then I remember like looking down and then like looking up again and I'm like in the middle of episode three. And I was like, when did that happen? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you're right, because it's the pacing of it. it eventually, you're right. It, it is basically like a book, like Mike Flanagan yeah. like, and, you know, and his team of writers, like this team, they made this cohesive story that was meant to be binged. Like it's legit just like. Uh, you know, this one couldn't be done week after week because if you would have saw the first episode, there's no way you would have came back for episode two. Oh, dude, like, no, like, no, no, absolutely. Let's let's right. put it out there bluntly. Yeah, like the only reason you like we could keep watching is knowing that there's a whole ass story to go. You know, and like to be completely honest, we we were just gonna watch it for coverage because you know we 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 wanted to cover it for you guys at, for the feeds at home, <laughs> but then it turned out to we it turned out to be good. Yeah, because. You know, because Hill House is rough. Hill House has like a lot of rougher elements because it's like, so compare the cast. It's the same, like a lot of the same actors. He keep Flanagan keeps his universe going and it's great. Um, you know, you have the same familiar faces, but like it helps to have characters who like each other. Yes. Who can I, stand, who can stand yeah. to be in the same room with one another. Like it really works. Yeah. It's no, much better than. I agree. Yeah. 100% <laughs> because as I said before, I wasn't really a hundred percent into, um, into Hill house. You know, I, 
love Mike Flanagan's features movies, you know, his actual features is Hush and Dr. Sleep and um, Oculus and Ouija 2 and all that stuff. He can make a fucking, he can make the hell out of a fucking horror movie, no problem. So I kind of give him a pass for these things, um, especially with, with Hill House not being like my total favorite. I couldn't really get into it 100%. With that said, with Bly Matter, I was like, I after watching episode one, I was like, I don't think we can cover this next week's show or next time show because it's just i feel like it's gonna take me a little bit longer to actually get through this and then after i rolled through episode two and three i'm like oh okay um i'm 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 already there or i'm already halfway through the show pretty much so let me just keep going and keep going dude it was so fucking funny because like i you texted me that you 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 were like oh i don't know if we're gonna make it this time and i'm like because i just saw episode one too and i was like you know what i understand i get it but then like the next time you talk to me you're like oh i'm on episode five but i'm like what the fuck (laughs) yeah so um it's like i told you um and like you mentioned before um it's it's like reading a good book. That's how I can compare yeah. it to because everything is just it, – it's all together. Um, it's very – it's a deep dive kind of show where you like mentally get invested in this story and kind of you know in, in the characters and all that stuff. And it's not like watching a TV show where like The Boys, for example, where it was just fucking action-packed in this one hour. And you're like, fuck, all right. I got to wait till next week to see what happens. Like this show was like, oh, let me keep turning the page. Let me keep turning the page. Let me yeah, keep turning the yeah. page. And like you're like, holy shit, I'm done with the show and you're fucking you're you're fucking totally heartbroken, <laughs> you know? Um yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, no big spoilers, but yeah. just like just be ready. Yeah, just like, be ready. It, yeah. That's uh, that but that that's a testament to the story too, because it's like you you get it's so invested in these characters because they're so well realized, yes. they're so well made. Like the so the kid actors, um, they're a little stiff at first. That's part of the first that's part of episode one. Exactly. Where yep. you're like you're, you're like, like oh, you're like, oh man, these little these shits. kids. <laughs> like a bunch of little assholes, man. Fuck. Because we we've said it, we've said it time and time again. Like these these kid actors need to step up these days. Like cause it, it's you it's a harder world out there. You, you need have to, to keep up. You have to. You have you can't be like kids in the 90s anymore that that should go fly flora actually voices peppa pig oh well perfectly splendid perfectly splendid right i'm like oh fucking peppa pig well see there you go that explains why she was good at her job like it's it's the thing like it's they're intentionally stiff so i guess we can say that they're they're intentionally made to be like kind of oh these kids are a little funky but not like it but first i thought it was bad acting but then it was like oh okay yeah yeah (laughs) but here we go so exactly yeah yeah it's it's just like it you just have to have that's the unfortunate thing like it's tough to ask a horror fan for patience these days yeah well let's talk about like all the spoilerific stuff more probably in the best of the year show maybe down the line yeah in a couple months yeah. right uh, just to kind of finally talk about it and cry all over again but um <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but um uh, but yeah um this show is um it's a good show um but you know horror fans just you know, if you're smart, just be patient with it. You know, it's it's a good story. Yeah. And honestly, Mike Flanagan has not let us down. Um, even yeah, yeah, right. Even, even with he, Hill House, even, right? Exactly. Yeah, like, even with Hill House, I, me personally, I didn't get a hundred percent into it. But I'm like, oh, you know, I didn't hate it. 
You know, um, yeah, like same here. For what it was worth, I'm like, okay, cool. My wife loved it, so you know, if a, if a person who's not used to Mike Flanagan stuff enjoyed his his work, I'm like, oh shit, okay, dope. Then it wasn't for me. It wasn't meant for you know, like like I was not the audience for that show. That's what I always kept saying. Um, right. But my wife was, and there were tons of people who still fucking love it. So obviously, um, he did not disappoint. I don't think he disappointed with this one. Um, it's very character driven, you know, drama, romance, um, love story with spooky elements in it. And it was, um, it was a good watch. Um, you know, especially during these, this spooky season, it's good for like, you know, uh, like a good, you know, Saturday, Sunday kind of binge, you know, when it's raining yeah. outside and, you know, and the leaves are falling here in the Northeast. And, uh, again, Mike Flanagan doesn't disappoint, especially when it comes to this he, stuff. He really doesn't. And like, he, it, it sounds like he's moving on to something original next for Netflix. He has this Netflix deal. So we, you know, we've, we've talked about that before. We're like, what is Flanagan going to do? But so he has a Netflix deal to like make a bunch of series for them. And uh, his next one's called Midnight Mass. I, I wonder what that's it, all like, about. It's probably some cult or church thing. And either oh, way, dope. I'm very excited because, yeah, because it's it's an original. So I'm I'm very excited to see what he's going to come up with. Because like you said, is it a movie or is know, it a show? Do you know? It's a it's a show. Oh. He he signed on for like a lot more of these series. You Take know, it. but. It, yeah, uh, apparently Bly Manor, like he, they weren't, uh, he and his creative, oh man, I forget her name, but he has a creative partner that he's been working with since, since, um, since Oculus, right? Yes, yeah, since yeah. like the very fucking beginning. Yeah. But like, so they, they weren't going to do like a follow up to Hill House. And I get it, like, cause it, it, it was, it's a told its story and it's one and done. But then, um, Netflix approached them about like possibly making another one. And so they, you know, they eventually came to the Bly Manor uh, anthology idea. So like, it's cool. And they took a lot, they took a lot of different stories and made Bly Manor a cohesive thing out of it. Like, um, the lady, the lake, uh, we get an origin episode, like not, not like too heavy spoilers, but like, but deep into the season too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a whole different story that he adapted yes. directly to put into the like to put into this one. That's smart. So man. like, yeah, that, that's some it, smart it is shit. smart. Yeah. And that's the kind of time you get when you get a whole series to mess around with rather mm-hmm. than like try to pack it all like into two hours. But um, yeah, absolutely. But, you know. I'm curious to see what he's got next. Like yeah. you said. Um, yeah. And uh, that same article that he was talking about, it, he was also mentioning how his view of ghosts, you know, is very, um, it's it, it's a wide, open-minded kind of out-of-the-box view of ghosts. It's not just apparitions and, you know, hauntings. It's also, ghosts are also like memories and feelings and emotions that people felt in the past. Because honestly, that's what it is. The ghosts, even, even and, you know, a ghost was something that was there at one point, you know? And right, um, yeah. and he takes full advantage of that kind of theory and that theme and just kind of creates these moments and even um, in Hill House and as well in Bly Manor where um, there's like segments of, of the show where it's just dealing with certain just emotions between one-on-one or like, uh, like emotions dealing with the whole situation. And it's, he uses all this like different kind of stuff like even off, like off the bat um there's a lot of like tension with uh with um Danny's character because you know mm. of, of her past you know and and off the bat she's being haunted by you know um a ghost that that's down the line you know explained 
you know, and, and, and just the feeling she had of, you know, of being herself and stuff, you know, and emotions that came with that. And it's just, um, he deals with all this stuff, all these very human elements very fucking well. And he's able to, um, you know, to sprinkle in horror into, um, any moment he, kind of chooses to because even when you saw like in dr sleep um it was a long story but it was everything you know had its you know its dramatics up and down in terms of lighthearted moments in terms of moments that you know needed a little bit of gore in it like moments where it needed some you know some more like emotional darkness into it like um that team um him and his writer um, partner, they are very good at kind of just recognizing um, these human emotions, and they're able to kind of keep you grounded in all these crazy movies, from Oculus to like like Ouija Two. Even has this like in this very supernatural story, it has like all these like emotions from the parent to try and kind of you know fight this kind of evil, and it, like, it puts you there as a parent as a person um in 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 hush for example this deaf woman fucking is getting hunted down you know by this fucking slasher um but everything is is done very kind of smart and very grounded it's not a, like a crazy friday the 13th kind of shit or halloween right shit. um right. and uh fucking again like Mike Flanagan's gonna keep making these fucking things we're gonna keep watching them and seeing hey this is like you know the horror tour as they say of you know uh, of our like generation pretty much you know I, I was just telling you that the other day that he's like my John Carpenter because John Carpenter is great but he started making movies before I was born but Flanagan's over here making all these gems while I'm alive and breathing and I highly appreciate that yeah it's like uh you know it's clear like I mean if it's not clear by by Bly Manor it'll be clear by any of the other projects that he he has a different approach to like all of his like to horror in general like it's more about like the atmosphere and it's more about like establishing characters within this stuff like you know the basic biggest example uh we we've talked about this at like a dozen times and we'll talk about it a million times more Dr. Sleep you know like it it's one of those things where uh, like it's more about like the people at the center of this fucking outlandish horrific yeah. yep. story, you know, and he, it's great to see, to see it used to like now, now he's basically told like a romance, like yeah. a Gothic romance yeah, I like, know. with Bly Manor. So now I'm like, wow. Like, I'm like, what, what do you have next? What, what's, what's in that brain? I like, know. What is seriously. In there? <laughs> what is, what is definitely up in there? Because like, so even in uh in a movie like Gerald's Game, for example, which takes this uh, like this like uh, this pretty much marriage that's fucking deteriorating and creates this kind of horrific like like a situation where she's fucking tied up and he's dead, but legit there's a fucking like monstrous fucking dude who legit <laughs> fucking breaks into homes who was like it's such it's such. It, it, it's such a crazy grounded situation that it would fucking be horrific to be in but then he adds this element of just like <laughs> legit this dude who has this like elephantitis kind of shit going on <laughs> right and he looks no like a fucking shit. monster who breaks into people's homes like you think it's this supernatural part of the story but he's like no it's actually some prisoner who escaped with like elephantitis <laughs> And he's you know, he's trying to fucking steal shit. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's I, I don't know. I I don't know if you should blame Stephen King for that, or you know, like <laughs> it, it's wild. It's wild. So the man, 
the man knows how to do horror because um, he comes, you know, he's in that realm where it's like, hey, I don't have to be all in your face all the time to scare you. I don't have to, you know, you know, legit scare you to scare you. You know, I can convey feelings and emotions and with character development and like just he has a good way of filming things too. He has this thing all the time that he does with focusing like on the background and the foreground thing, which is kind of like really cool, like and lets you kind of peek in like in the back and see something kind of fucked up going on and Mm -hmm. um it's just uh like he knows how to how to handle the themes and he never bites off more than he can chew you know like in terms of like showing you stuff and like like he's he's never od you know he just it's always just right right, you know um at times it's a little too subtle for me you know at times but you know it's it's doing the job for the movie most of the (laughs) time yeah like like Blind Manor has that issue, with, like sometimes, and that's why it's such a slow bird. Yes. but it also it also works for Blind Manor. So like in that case, it ended up working out, and like Doctor Sleep, it ended up working out in that one too. Yeah, but you're right. That is that is one of his little flaws, where it's like you could push a little harder in some areas yeah. to like make make more of an impact. Yeah, you know, agree. Like yeah, you know, but that's it, the way Hill House was too. But you know, you know what like, though? Like in Doctor Sleep. He has those moments where, like, for example, like when they're feeding on that little boy and, you know, and they yeah. kill the little kid. And when her hand gets stuck in that filing cabinet and does that Gerald's yeah. game thing, right? The skin peels off. So, like, he knows, like, when to inject stuff. But, like, honestly, like, it kind of works. It's just as a horror fan, you're always expecting, like, you know, the over the top thing. So, when, like, right. when, you know, when the director chooses to not, you know, take this moment to kind of, gore you out you know you get a little bit disappointed but honestly the way he tells stories he doesn't need to do that because he does it when like he 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 show he's shown you that he can do it it's not like he can't do it or refuses to do it he's shown you when it needs to be done it gets done like in gerald's game when she has to peel the fucking hand thing um you know just peel her fucking skin from her hand in order to get the fucking cuffs out he shows you that he he can definitely do it but it's very respectful and respect i'm sorry not respectful it's very restrained um yeah it's a respectable thing that he does to restrain himself from kind of just blowing his load all the time. He kind of knows when to kind of shoot it real quick. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, he, he, oh, he's man. never the one to kind of, he's never the one to kind of automatically just like, right? And like in the beginning of the movie, like in Hush, mm-hmm. for example, um, like you get a lot of, you know, the fucking horror like elements and suspense and thriller shit. But then like the real violence, gore violence that happens is when, you know, her hand gets fucking crushed up, you know, and then you got to right. deal with that shit. So like he knows when to kind of inject it here and there. And, you know, he just knows how to fucking handle it, dude. And people should just kind of it's OK if he does this because he's he's shown as I said before, he's shown that he can definitely fucking put it out there, you know? If for the fiends at home who want to check out more Flanagan, I would uh, – so I, I'll, I'll start out with just a recommendation uh, and then, you know, we'll lead into yours, Arturo, because I want to hear what you – you know, what you would recommend as like a first Mike Flanagan watch. But I would suggest Ouija Origin of Evil That's a good as one. like a good – 
as a good like first Mike Flanagan watch because it was like I know he came out with Oculus, but Ouija Origin of Evil was legit the first one where I took notice, and I was like, whoa, like because. So uh, just background info on that. So Ouija is not a good movie or no. Ouija or whatever. No, whatever part one is fucking called. trash. I, I can attest to that. I've seen it. It is it's disgusting. Complete and total trash. Yeah. Like it, it is like it is not great. Curious why but, they even decided to go ahead and make that kind of movie too, right? Like what the fuck? Yeah. Dude? Yeah. Like it was the weird like Hasbro making board game movies era. <laughs> like that was that was like on on ends of like Battleship from like 2004 or seven or whatever the fuck that movie came out. And like, you know, point is. <laughs> You can check out Ouija Origin of Evil on the FX app. <laughs> it's ter- like it sucks that there's not a lot of ways to like just go check it out. But um, so he that's another thing. He tur- he finds the core element of the Ouija board of like and like you said, going back to your conversation where it's like he, he finds the human element in this. Honestly, this dumb idea of the Ouija board, this, but he, he finds that horror. He finds the, the human loss, the human element of like this family. It's this family dealing with the fact that like the, the father died. Yeah, the, they lost the husband mm-hmm. and, you know, it, now they're all just kind of trying to make their way as like, as like this. Seance kind of, kind of uh, yeah, you know, the sham psychic, kind of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you know, and then eventually they find out there are real ghosts involved, and like, and then yeah. But it's good because Flanagan makes a lot of interesting choices, and he turns what could have been a terrible sequel into like, whoa, like that was genuinely a surprisingly good movie. So Dude, I would recommend that, right? One. Surprisingly good, especially like you knew you knew it was going to be kind of interesting when uh, you know when the the little girl is already possessed and. Uh, she makes that kid fucking uh, stab that other kid with a slingshot with a, yeah. a, a fucking not stab the kid but slingshot that fucking rock in the kid's eye I'm like yeah. oh great he's hurting kids perfect yeah you, so you're on the you right know, track right you know right in the beginning too because like the title card is like that 70s-esque like Ouija origin of evil kind yeah. of border thing on the screen and it's all like 70s and 60s and like yeah like Flanagan uh, that's where I was like okay th- this dude's in like, you know, that's what I would he recommend. knows the what, deal you know what I mean yeah he knows the deal what 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 about you Arturo and uh, um, you'll see that he knows the deal when you watch Hush um, it's uh, the first movie that uh, he. I think it went straight to Netflix um, uh, because that's where I first saw it years ago. It's, I don't think it's there anymore. I think it's on Amazon now. You can probably catch it. But the movie is is great. Um, he compares it to what would have been his Halloween script because at one point he was kind of rumored to be the Halloween director, right, for the re- a reboot. Um, and he at one point said, like, you know, he didn't take the Halloween gig because, you know, he made Hush. And that's the story he would have made for a slasher, um, which is also a very commendable thing to kind of, you know, understand as yeah. a, a director and a filmmaker that, hey, you already told your story. You don't have another one to tell for this. Kind of, it, it, it's okay to not do this, you know? Yes, it's kind right. of, it's fucking Michael Myers, but if you're not 100%, if you don't know 100% that you can do right by it, just kind of lay off and let somebody else tackle it because you already had that story, you know, said. So that's pretty good you know to do it. Going back to your restraint talk, it all goes back mm-hmm. to that because it's like he knows his boundaries, he knows his limits. And like because of that decision, we got two good movies out of it. 
we got Hush and like Halloween and then R.I.P. Halloween Kills. You know, we can- <laughs> yeah, listen, listen. It, you know what? The sad part about Halloween Kills is it's fucking made. It's made already. <laughs> it's done. It's like sitting yeah. there just collecting dust until some theater decides to open and and get some kind of you know government help or something. <laughs> Not till twenty twenty one, Arturo. October twenty. Yeah, but until then, go watch Hush and go watch Ouija Origin of Evil. Yeah, right? go, uh, go watch, watch Hush. Some- go watch Ouija Origin of Evil. <laughs> if you don't know what to watch, there's a lot of channels right now, like AMC and Sci Fi, that are doling out the horror movies every now, you know, every now and then. Um, go check out your streaming sources. They all have a little Halloween section now. Like Hulu has Halloween. And then yeah. even Disney Plus has her, you know, you know, spooktacular section and all that stuff. Go watch some spooky shit. Um, go watch Flanagan stuff because the Flanagan stuff is is spooky shit, but it's it's um it's not you know trash. That's the the best way I can put it. It's it's good. It's good to watch no matter which way you go. Whether you want to watch Ouija or Hush or Gerald's Game, it's again it's it shows what's that called? There's a word for. Not being resourceful, but it shows um, the wide variety of ways mm-hmm. he can actually, you know, tell a horror story. You know, forgot the fucking word for it, but it's all good because go you know, it, stuff. yeah, sometimes you have to sacrifice story for good horror, and you don't have to do that with Flanagan. You yeah. get the story and the yeah. horror. Yeah, legit, legit. And um, I'm very curious about the, about that uh, new thing that he has coming up. So I'm excited about that. And with that, folks, I hope uh, you've enjoyed this conversation with us this week. And uh, with me, as always, is Mr. Nick Valdez at comicbook.com. I am Arturo Padilla, the, the guy behind the face. And uh, stay tuned to our social feeds, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Thank you once again, Glenn, for the intro song. Thank you, Del Virus, for uh, the awesome art that you guys see when you check us out on iTunes, on SoundCloud. Please, uh, you know, leave a review if you can. Um, uh, you know, give you a, a word, thumbs up uh, or on, something, on, on, <laughs> a heart, whatever it is you're, you're fucking yeah, using. Yeah, word. Let us know you're listening on, <laughs> like, Apple Podcasts and stuff. Like, we want to know, you know, we want to know we're not talking into the void. to the darkness of it all yeah weird right (laughs) and thank you guys for listening Um, uh, again we'll see you guys next time Uh, it's a scary world out there we will walk you through it as long as your hands are washed and you're wearing a fucking mask Mm -hmm.